Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Khirika. <sighs> got on the TV. I'm watching the England-South Africa final of the Rugby World Cup 2007. It's going to hurt a little bit, but that's fine. So at the moment, first half, 16th minute, England 3, South Africa 6 uh, at the 2007 Rugby World Cup final. Let's talk rugby. I wanted, How much more can we say, Thurlow Peterson, that hasn't been said about the Rugby World Cup? Uh, evening, John. Um, yeah, you're right. There's, there's so much going around lately, and I think everybody's just waiting for the 8th of September to see the first game kick off. Let's talk about that first game. That's. I was lying in bed last night. It's terrible. I was thinking rugby while I'm lying in bed. <laughs> lying in bed last night, and I'm thinking that in that uh, takes South Africa out of the equation. That's a rugby World Cup final. That is the opening game, France against New Zealand in France. It's. You don't start much bigger than that. I guess the South Africa-Australia match in 95 probably equaled that. Definitely. But I think, John, I think you, you called France for the win. Um, I know. I am, eh? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think France are going to struggle a bit, especially with uh, Romain Intermac. Um, yeah. He's out for the rest of the tournament. Paul Willem, so just um, he got called out yesterday for the rest of the tournament as well. They're missing their starting prop, Cyril uh, Bale, as well. And then the, the big bulking inside center, center Jonathan Dighty, he's also out for the first game. So they're going to be a bit under strength, which I don't think they would have wanted. Mm. But um, I mean, saying that, those French sides has, has grown a lot over the last four years, I would say. And the, the, you know, I think that unpredictability and playing at home, um, that pressure. Um, and I think the All Blacks are liking that because they're just <laughs> under the radar, losing to the box. Um, everybody's doubting them. So yeah. I think the first game is going to be a big one. I do find the, you know, I, I, I look at the, the bookies when it comes to, to form <laughs> and, and things because those guys not wanting to lose money, right? Yeah. And I was surprised after last weekend's matches and you, you include all of the matches that New Zealand still remain the favorite even after that, no other way to put it, that drubbing by the Springboks. <laughs> look, and I think what a lot of people forget, it's their first loss for the, for the year. And because they went 11 games on the trot without losing, so I think I, I think everybody in, excited, in South Africa got so excited about mm. the, the thumping that we gave them that we actually forgot a bit of the facts, you know. And I, and I don't think um, a lot of people um, realize that. Uh, realize that New Zealand is still a strong side. Hundred um, percent. And I think I don't know. I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about last Friday's game, mm. but I think next weekend and the next couple of games. Um, We'll see if I was right or wrong. Yeah, it's uh, what's that saying? It 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 was a friendly. Let's face it. Yeah, you know, it, it it does. Rugby doesn't really have friendlies, but it still was a friendly. It still was a warm up game. There were there were tests being done. The the one is the old six one bench that everybody's going on about. But there it was a test. It was it was it didn't really mean very much in the big scheme of things. Look, I think one thing it did show is that the Springboks are really powerful. Mm. They don't lack confidence. Um, they know exactly what their game plan is. And they threw in a couple of variations that I think caught a lot of people off guard um, that no one expected. So I think that was quite good from a, from a South African perspective, you know, showing that versatility. Let's talk about the box. All right. Uh, still one of the favorites. They are, along with France, second favorite at the moment, according to the bookies I follow. But just looking at that side, it's... It almost looks unbeatable. The power, the the agility, those backs are clicking together so nicely. The fact that we have two 
players that or a player that can we have two that can fill any position just about is this are the Springboks or where would the Springboks be beatable Jeez, I think it I mean any team that plays against them would have to be obviously playing out of their socks mm. because I think Friday's game gave us a lot of peace of mind as South Africans you know especially when we heard the news that Lucanio Am and Andre Pollard won't be there especially from a defensive yeah. point of view if we look at the role that Lucanio plays but then we look at Friday. I mean, the guys were firing at, firing at all cylinders. Mm. So, I mean, to beat the Springboks, you have to scrum well. You have to contest lineouts well so that the South Africans don't have source to play off of. Um, and then you're going to have to be well prepared in your, in your aerial game, um, your wingers, your fullback, whoever's um, manning the positions at the back. They're going to have to be good under the high ball because they will be tested. And then your attacking capabilities in terms of your ball in hand um, options, your running lines, your execution, um, your ability to beat the, the South African defense. I mean, it's a tough task to play the South African team. And we're not even talking about the physicality that they do. Yes. There's very few sides that can match the Springboks with physicality. Can, from what you've seen, it's the, the World Cup's a seven-match tournament if you want to go on and win it over a very short period of time. Do the box have that ability to win, let's say, six out of seven? I think the box can do seven out of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Quarter semi-final will be tough, depending um, who's top of the pool um, in New Zealand and, and France's pool and, mm-hmm. and South Africa with uh, Scotland and Ireland. Um, where we meet New Zealand, I think that will be the big decider. I think that will be the final. Um, because if you look at the other half of the pools, um, England, they've got a smooth sail, even though they, they've got their own issues at the moment. But teams <laughs> yeah. like Australia... Australia, Wales, Argentina, those guys are all under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a, almost a smoother path to the, to the final. But yeah, so I think the biggest test for Africa will be who they meet in the quarterfinals and semifinals. Because yeah. in the final, they can defend well. They've got a good kicking game. Um, they've added good elements um, to the attack, especially with Mani Lebok at 10, um, bringing a bit more creativity and flow and rhythm to South Africa's attack. So they're going to be a really tough side to beat. So six out of seven. I would go seven out of seven. Uh, I'm watching, like I was saying, I'm watching the 2007 highlights, and it's six all, but uh, no, it's still three six, which means those points have all come off the boot. Are we comfortable that we have a kicker that can kick a, a winning drop goal in the extra time or a winning drop goal from 15 or 35 meters out? Look, I think we sit with that headache. Um, I think New Zealand sit with that headache as well. I don't think Moang is yeah. um, as good a kicker as, as people talk him up to be. So I think that is a big issue um, going into this World Cup. Um, look, he will have time um, with, with the pool games to you know to get his rhythm, to get his flow, and to make sure that he, he gets a good kicking percentage. Because uh-huh. if he's on the field, who else is our, our, our kickers? Um, Faf can kick, um, Colby can kick, but they're not renowned kickers. Yeah. I mean, when the stadium's full, the pressure's on, it's a whole different scenario. So I think Rassi and, and Jacques, they'll put all their faith in, in Mani, but I mean, he's also got to step up. I want to talk about the other teams. Let's, let's talk about African representation here. Namibia, uh, bookies haven't given them a chance at all. Peter de Villiers, former Springbok coach, is the coach there. Uh, are they there just to make up the numbers, or do you think they could surprise every now and again? 
highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's sad to say that you know they are neighbours. Um, a couple of the guys play in the Curry Cup, but I just don't mm. think they have what it takes from a, a physical aspect, a skill set aspect to really put teams under pressure. I mean, you look at a team like Italy, they look a lot more um, solid with, with regards to their attack and mm. their defense and, and, and those type of things. So, yeah, it's, it's sad to see, but it's, it's the sad reality as well. Italy, but Italy, you see, Italy are playing in the Six Nations. Right, they're up yes. against they're up against England and France and Wales and Scotland week in and week out for five weeks. Namibia are playing in a Curry Cup. Is it not time to say Namibia? You're going to get thumped for the first three years, but after five years, maybe things will change. Hundred percent, and I mean we can just point to Fiji as well. Yes, um, playing in Super Rugby, playing competitive rugby week in week out. Your physicality is being tested. Your mental strength is being tested, um, and. I mean, they beat in England at Twickenham mm. <laughs> uh, seven days ago. That's massive. So I think, yeah, Namibian uh, rugby needs to do a bit of homework, um, see what they can do to put themselves in a better position going forward. Is it not up to us a bit as well? We've got the money, we've got the television. But I think we're facing our own problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look where the, yeah. you know, where the EP Kings are, uh, with some problems, they've got their own um, yes. struggles at the moment. Um, cheaters, they there and they about fighting above their weight, if you ask me. Mm. Um, I mean, it's funny enough, spoke yesterday about Frikus. I mean, they used to be the feeder for the Bulls, but, you know, that's not really happening anymore. Right. Um, yeah, so we've so we've got to look at our own backyard and fix yeah. a couple of our own issues. Yeah, that opening Sharks-Grikwas game as a Sharks fan was always a worry because there's a tough <laughs> man in Kimberley. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, Australia. Let's look at the the second tier. I feel terrible saying uh, Ireland, who were topping the rankings forever, are second tier. Ireland, Australia, England. Uh, maybe we can throw Argentina in there if they surprise. Um, second in the groups, I guess you could say. But then they could be a hurdle in the knockout. I think they could be a massive, massive hurdle. Mm. I think they're calling. They're already calling it the World Cup of upsets. Yeah. Um, I think people are hoping that a team like Fiji or Samoa um, can come through. I, I hear a lot of talk about Tonga, but they've got the names, mm. but I don't think they've, they've got the chemistry with, within their team, like yeah. the Fiji, um, to really knock a side over. And I think Fiji's win against England has really given them a lot of hope, um, you know, going in going into this World Cup. And, I mean, we know World Cups. People are always looking for underdogs. They're rooting for underdogs. And I think Fiji's, I think mm. they're carrying that flag at the moment. Can can we look at the last two weeks of rugby and and read anything from it, or uh, as a whole, or do we have to look at individual performances? Because who knows if New Zealand weren't sandbagging, or who knows if if England aren't aren't trying something different and and weren't up to scratch? Look, I think a lot of the English fans are hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, um, and New Zealand fans. Yeah. So look, I think from. I think you're know, 100% on the on the money with the individual performances because I think there's a lot of individuals in the respective teams that really put their hands up uh-huh. and, and really put in stellar performances where from the team perspective, New Zealand, England, um, even Ireland against Samoa, they were very, you know, very iffy. Mm-hmm. And I think talking about match preparation, um, going into next weekend, um, Scotland haven't played in two weeks. Box have only been... Um, also two weeks off. So, I mean, the team that gets the best out of the blocks in that game is going to be the team that comes out trumps because, you know, we've seen a rusty New Zealand and what that looks like. So, 
I think it's going to be all to play for from game one, mm. especially mm. for South Africa, Scotland, New Zealand, France, because uh, it depends. That can can be a big call on on where you end in the in your group. Yeah. All right, Taylor Peterson, let's wrap it up. Who's going to be in the final? Don't give me the winner. Who's going to be in the final? I would love, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, if I look at it, I think it could be Springboks Australia. Springboks Australia. Oh, I'm going to write wild. that. I know that's wild. <laughs> I'm going to write that down now, Thurlow Peterson, and we'll talk in four weeks. Awesome. <laughs> Thurlow Peterson, thank you very much. Rugby coach, also MD of a sports agency as well, giving us his views on the Rugby World Cup. What do you think? As always, phone lines are open, WhatsApps are open. You can give us a call as well. 086 is the number. The Sports Mystery Half Hour coming up in half an hour.